Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. You better believe it. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, not a matter of if, a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. So make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And welcome into the show. We appreciate you listening wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, or right here in the call-in app, Booyah. where you can be involved with the chat as well. Today, we are joined by friend of the show, Matt Miller from ESPN. Ooh, We're going to run down a little, from you. little mock draft today. It's all right. I set it up. Slam it home. Right. Is that what you wanted? I, don't, I read I, that right? I was... He, his lips were preparing to talk. They were. I was like, hey, I'm, I wow. no got to do it. You did it last time. I was ready this time. I, was like, oh, this my time. I know what the big guy my wants. Time right? Yeah. right? Uh, but we're slam at home like you said. Big alumni tournament this weekend. Can't wait to dominate. I, oh, my God. Jesus, by the way. How much, have you, how much have you how heard about this? How long would we make it into the show? Not very long. 45 seconds. Yeah. Before you, oh, what, are you playing basketball this weekend? I sure am. Okay. My buddy Cole's playing too. My brother-in-law's coming down to play. It's going to be a good time. If you're key, if you're doing big country bingo, that was early on the card. You knew you were getting that one tonight. I did. That'd be I a did. fun game to play. Big country bingo. Well, well, let's not mic'd up drinking game. Niff, working out. His dog. I've not mentioned anything about work. I've been working out. <laughs> 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 yeah. Mispronunciation of a yeah, word. Dog them <laughs> Hurry, look at him for the cramps. <laughs> yeah, the the dog for sure gets mentioned. Yeah, I said I was not going to cuss anymore. I just dropped an apple. Oh, I was going to point that <laughs> Sorry, out. Sorry, boss. <laughs> the boss comes up to you today. He's like, "So, uh, you do a podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "Right on. Cool. What's it called?" And I was like, "Mic'd up." Mm-hmm. Like, cool. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm on the road quite a bit. You know, I like listen to sports podcasts and stuff." I was like, "That's awesome." And I'm sitting here thinking like. I've said this. I've said like just bad word after bad word after bad word. I'm like, man, he's gonna view me to totally. I think it's life. more when you gave out the vault code as the problem, not the curse words. Adults curse. It's the, you know, hey, here's how to identify an ink pack. <laughs> and now I'm fired. <laughs> uh, excited to be back in here, Matt. What's new in the world of the NFL? A lot, man. A lot. I, I like you said, with country mentioned his alumni tournament and. Flipped your show upside down. We're going to do a mock draft tonight. I'm very excited to do a mock draft with you guys. Um, I think I wanted to say, and I, I was going to say this in our group text the other night, but I, I thought it would be better on the show. My job is not to look at your guys' mock draft and be like, that's not going to happen or that's wrong. But I do think I can come and add some context. I would say that you guys are different levels of interested in the draft. You know, where like country is a, it's more of like a casual draft observer, very in on the chiefs mellow. You're more like a, a draft Nick, you know, you're somebody that like, was really into this. You watch a ton of college football. You probably read most of the mock drafts that come out. Then there's, you know, me who somehow convinced someone to pay him to talk about these things, but I'm like more in it than you guys are. Cause it's 
all I do. So one of my I, favorite things about the NFL draft, though, is no matter how in exactly. it you are, exactly, you're going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. You used to say this, and I, I use this story all the time. You used to say my mock drafts were better before I had the job. Because when you have the job, you Sounds get rude. misinformation and you overthink <laughs> oh, things, you know. And so, like when you just go off of this team needs this player, it's like it's like March Madness. It's like a bracket. Your bracket's Shit. probably better if you know nothing about college basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I can definitely see that. Uh, and we will we'll run through all thirty-one picks in the first round, which is still stupid to me. It the makes, Dolphins have it to forfeit their pick, and I wish they would just leave it. I don't. Include it. In I the guess number. because they're not picking someone, mm-hmm. I, that's where to me it makes sense. Like not do it, but I, I see where you're coming from. It throws the or, the numbering off a lot. I'm too OCD for that. Yeah, just act like it. Here's what's going to happen in two weeks. The NFL is going to act like it doesn't exist. So you could have done the same <laughs> thing. You just like, oh, this isn't here. Yeah, they're not going to talk about it. And you know what is going to happen in the next week or so is everybody's going to slide into DMs of the three of us and ask what they should do in Kansas City. Mm, you want to start there? Barbecue. Yeah. Uh, get a reservation. It, that's the number one. I well, already, have, already reserved, to be honest. They're not, because I made mine today. They're wide wow. open. I made a reservation for uh, Midtown Q39 for Tuesday night. Every time slot was available. So, so you said, yeah, you know, rule of thumb, don't tell everyone where you're going to be. Immediately tells people where you're going to be. <laughs> oh, I don't. ESPN's I'm, like, God dang it, get another security guard. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. It's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm covered, man. I'm good. I got the, I've got the guys in the suits behind me. Um, yeah, so obviously you can't make a, a reservation at Joe's, but have you been getting the where should you go? So I, I'll rank, I rank them. Joe's is my favorite, but also Joe's is a unique experience because you're going to stand in a line to order. And it's sandwiches. It's not like the big barbecue plates that you're used to seeing. They do have those, but they're known for their sandwiches. Q39 is the opposite. It's more like a traditional restaurant. You're going to walk in. They're going to seat you at a table, big menu, and it's going to be more like the judge's style plate of barbecue. Mm-hmm. And then I always say Jack Stack is fancy barbecue. Yep. Like it's a nice tablecloth, <laughs> you know? Which is a good idea, but honestly kind of pointless. It's not my Because it's like you have this nice, like, linen and napkin type yeah. deal, and you're just like, barbecue sauce. And I you do know, like Jack's like, 50 though. people before you've done the same thing with the same napkin. Yeah. And it's just like, just kind of disgusting, to be honest with you. They're all, they all have something Thanks that's really that. good. You know, like Jack Stack onion rings are fantastic. Well, you can't go wings wrong. So are like, fantastic. Even if you go to one barbecue spot and they're full and you can't get in, go to another one. Just go to another one. You'll yep. be fine. Yep. And here's my thing with it, too. It's all barbecue. Like, as good as it is in Kansas City, and maybe this is kind of hot takey. I don't think I've ever really I have a feeling this would be a big hot takey. As well. It's like, man, it, it's barbecue. No matter where you go, it's going to be good in Kansas City disagree. all the way around. Like, Hard if you go disagree. To, like, if you go to, like, Texas or New York, whatever, yes, the barbecue is going to be different. But, but everywhere like in, Kansas in Kansas City, City, for me, it's like, they're all equally good. Like, if I go to Q39, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, hey, this is good. If I go to Jack Stack, this is yeah, good. I've had some if really bad Joe's, barbecue. Same. Yeah. Not in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like good. Everywhere you go, like, say, even like Gates, right? I don't like, like Gates. That's like the that. one I don't like. I love Gates. Maybe because I live there and I ordered all the time. And uh, I accidentally, bingo. Man, we were during, <laughs> during, <laughs> some off. Ah, <laughs> ah, dang. Okay. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm making a bingo card tonight. About you guys didn't know. Former city guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, pizza, not bad in Kansas City either. Minsky's Pizza is yeah. fantastic. Minsky's. Uh, Pickleman's after a late night. Pickleman's is great. As sandwiches. Say, nice little can- slaps. Nice little sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, Gold Knox for steaks, fantastic. 
Boulevard Beer Hall, if you have an afternoon to kill, and if the weather cooperates and you want a day drink, it's going to overlook downtown Kansas City. Yep. Uh, a lot of lot of great spots. I've never been to the Negro Leagues Museum. I'm going this summer. I've never been to the World War One Museum. I don't know if it'll be open that week because of the location, but definitely somewhere I want to go as well. Bless you. Sorry, I tried to mute that. Yeah, in my favorite steak place. Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> that one in Belton. I was like, what are you talking about? You got a favorite steak place up there? Yes, I do. Mm. They are located Texas nationally. <laughs> you can find one just about anywhere you are. Corporate. Just they should by be the, the title sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> they should. They should. Yes, yes, they should be. Yeah. I like to play that old game of like, if you could have anybody sponsor you, who would it be? I feel like Texas Roadhouse has to be up Casey's there Casey's is yeah. way up there, too. Yeah, for I feel me. like Casey's has kind of made its way down on your list. Am I wrong to say that? You are wrong. <laughs> okay. Maybe I just not heard you talk about it. It has just further solidified itself. Yeah. So Mentioning it has gone down, but the amount of trips <laughs> significantly <laughs> raised. Now that I think about it, pretty close to where you work now. <laughs> uh, it's out. Of, it's not on my way, so it's it's out of the way right. for me. Like but two blocks. <laughs> yeah. That it's will close. not deter me. At all. Uh, let's do get into our mock draft, though. Uh, I'm up with the first pick in our mock draft, and we're going no trades. Uh, just kind of what we're hearing or maybe even what we want to see happen. Doesn't really matter how we're picking in this thing. I'm up first, uh, and then Big Country, you're going to go second with the Texans. Matt, you'll pick third, and we'll just go in order from there. The Carolina Panthers are in an interesting spot. I know they are going to take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. I feel it. I yeah, would bet right. a lot of money. Yeah, on you're there. Hot take alert. You did? Mm-hmm. You'd bet on this? I would. I, ha- yeah. I haven't. Um, I think that C.J. Stroud is the guy right now. I have him a little bit ahead of Bryce Young, uh, which just some less questions. I think, to use some draft terms, Bryce Young might have a higher ceiling. C.J. Stroud has a higher floor, also with a high ceiling. I think they take C.J. Stroud. It just it feels like they have a lot of love for C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. And for me, for the Texans, I actually have them taking Bryce Young. And I do think it's one of those deals where if the Panthers take Bryce or Bryce Young number one and the Texans get C.J. Stroud, I think that is so much more beneficial for them moving forward than Bryce Young. Matt, please convince me because I still am just not a believer in Bryce Young. I know he was good at Alabama. He's got good pocket presence. He reads defense. He puts the throw on the money. But I just don't see it working out in the NFL. Why am I wrong on that? Okay, let's start at – Number one, if you guys want my mm-hmm. like input, I would say there's a 95% chance Bryce Young is the pick. As of, to- one? as of today, Bryce Young's the pick. I don't know how much you guys, like I said, we all have different levels of like how in we are on this stuff right now. Um, the S2 cognition test has replaced the wonder. Like It's like this huge thing. You're going to hear so much about it in the next two weeks that you're going get, to get sick of it. What's it called again? S2. It's a cognition test. And it's... It's not an aptitude test. It's not an IQ test. It studies like your reaction time, your spatial awareness. So it's really good for athletes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did great on it. Josh Allen has like the highest score ever. Uh, oddly enough, Brock Purdy scored really highly on it. So it's something that teams are starting to think like, hey, this might be a pretty good predictor. It's type of like a, it's like a physical type of deal with the awareness, or like you in like a sit down. It's like yeah, more of like a you know like the flash bulbs touching them. Kind okay, of thing. sweet. Yep. Um, so. Bryce Young scored, I've heard it a couple different ways. I've heard he either scored the highest ever or one of the highest ever. And the Panthers are big believers in this. So I do think, to Melo's point, two weeks ago, everything you heard was C.J. Stroud. Even a week ago, it was, eh, it sounds like it's C.J. Stroud because the size, I think it started to flip. And what gets interesting is 
if Bryce Young goes one, do the Texans take C.J. Stroud at two? I don't think they will. So that's, again, two weeks out. You don't, wait, you don't think the Texans will take C.J. Stroud at two? No, I don't. Who do you think goes to the Will Anderson. I actually I like that for the Texans because the Texans have so, so many more holes. If you want so, me to convince you on Bryce Young, I'll say this. Do you remember the Texas game? Yeah, I do. Texas is winning yeah, at te- halftime. Do you remember half, the Alamo? Halftime. It's just this super close game, right? What happens after halftime? Bryce Young starts cooking. He starts hitting Jameer Gibbs on angle routes. He starts attacking the middle of the field. Texas is sending corner blitzes, and they're like hitting him, and he's shrugging them off. He's moving to make plays. Like, to me, that's who Bryce Young is. And you'll notice on this mock draft, there's not one more Alabama player drafted on offense on this mock draft. And there will probably be three Alabama players on offense drafted in the entire top 100 picks. He elevated a bad Alabama offense. Like, can you name an Alabama wide receiver? That's a solid point, something we talked about during the season, Okay, too. now, name C.J. Stroud's last four wide receivers. You can do it. Yeah, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. And Emeka Abuka will probably be a first-rounder next year as well. So, like, to me, Bryce Young has elevated a team. That's why I have him a notch ahead of C.J. Stroud. But the way you guys had this go, Stroud won, Young two. I'm on the clock with the Cardinals. I think they would trade uh, out of this spot, especially Sounds if it like goes like this. like it's getting pretty popular. Right? No matter who goes one, two, the Cardinals should trade. This is the worst roster in the NFL. you got a new GM coming in. You've got a quarterback you're going to roll with, which is not what I would do, but they are. So I think it is it is a smart move to trade out, even if it's flip spots with the Colts so they can get their quarterback. Um, but I would take Will Anderson if this is the way it went and there were no trades. Yeah, they have eight picks in this draft, but still a lot of holes. Like that offense is so bad, even man. Wasn't, wasn't good at all. And like, think about this. They're going to have to cut Nuke. So like, what's good yeah, on the offense is gone, right? So I think it's fascinating. And again, I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to come in and shit on your guys' mock draft because guess what? Anything could happen. That's what makes it so exciting. And if CJ Stroud's the number one pick, I'm gonna be so happy for him because Carolina is good. That's a great young defense. Your offensive tackles are in place. I know they lost DJ Moore, but like they have some they have some guys, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Terrace Marshall, my guy Tommy Tremble at tight end. Like they have some guys. So I'll be super happy for CJ if that, that's the way it goes. And number four, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, it sounds like they are in the market to draft a quarterback after some comments from their head coach this week. And that's why I'm going with the the quarterback that's on the board. I don't like him, but I think he's going to be drafted very high. And that's Will Levis. Uh, I just I don't see it with him. I, I think that there's a you lot haven't, of though. ever. I haven't ever seen it with him, even his junior year. You're talking about Thad Castle? Yeah, that just. He fits into that Josh Allen stereotype of you're a big, tall, white guy who's pretty athletic with a strong arm. It worked out for Josh Allen. There are a lot of other quarterbacks that just aren't good, and I can't imagine there being three good quarterbacks in this draft. If there are, I don't think Will Levis is one of them. But I think the Colts definitely have to hit on a quarterback or at Mm -hmm. least try. And with Will Levis sitting right there, I think he's a little bit more – ready to start week one than a guy like Anthony yeah. Richardson is. And I think that's why the Colts take him at four. Do you remember week two college football? I keep saying remember. I don't know. Sorry, I won't do it again. The Titans? Yes, right? Uh, <laughs> week two, Kentucky versus Florida. And I was telling you, I was like, I can't do anything this weekend. At Kentucky versus uh, Florida. It's a huge game of these two quarterbacks. And you were like, really? 
Those are the two quarterbacks you have to watch? No, I knew they were big, but they both shit the bed. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Will Levis completed 40% of his passes that day. Anthony Richardson didn't throw a touchdown. Like, it was a bad day. Anthony Richardson was coming off of a huge game against Utah where uh, he was getting Heisman love, and we thought he might be – well, he had that quarterback. fake pass, you know, where he breaks out mm-hmm. of a sack and all the yeah, two-point conversion. Yeah. 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 And then um, Will Levis came into the season as, okay, he's probably going to be QB3 in this or class. Or yeah, There was QB1 talk, yeah. And they both played absolutely terrible. And watching Will Levis, he made so many questionable throws all year long. And then we, it's another thing we've talked about. Even at the Combine coming out and saying, like, yeah, I've got a cannon. No, you don't. Maybe in Kentucky or Penn State when you were there. I not mean, when you're comparing it against guys in the he NFL. He was so lucky he was in the first throwing group because he was thrown against guys who were, like, not good. Yeah. If he had been in the second group, because it went Richardson-Stroud, every drill, mm-hmm. Richardson-Stroud, Richardson-Stroud, and you were like, okay, these boys can throw the football. Levis would have – Stetson Bennett threw the deep ball better than Will Levis did at the combine. And yeah. So like, and it's crazy too, and like I wonder with Will Levis, like, he lost a lot of talent the year before, right? Coming but not into this really. Year. People say that. Yeah. He lost Wandale Robinson. That's it. Like, can we be honest? That's, he that's lost a huge deal. Wandale Robinson and his offensive coordinator. Yeah, and a tackle. Oh, uh, right tackle. Darian Kennard. Oh, an offensive coordinator seems a little bit understanding in college because I mean we've heard from some college players like, hey, changing yeah. offensive coordinator makes a huge difference. Yeah, in well, even in the, how the offense focuses. Yeah, it does. You. Yeah. It does. So, but even leading into this, it's I feel like Will Loves needs to land in a situation where he gets time to develop. And the Colts, they're in a position where you can't miss on the quarterback this year, or your GM is gone. And Chris Ballard is a heck of a GM. He's just been hosed in the quarterback position and just can't seem to find one well, I after think that, being that, gifted Andrew Love. You know I am a Ballard guy through and through. He also has made a lot of bad decisions at quarterback. That's very true. Yeah. So, so a lot of this is on him, which I, is also why I think I, I like this pick because it fits. Like they are backed into a corner. And unless you're going to trade for Lamar Jackson – what else I are you going to do? I would much rather do that. Same. Like, just so you don't Same. have to worry about missing one of these rookie guys. Because next up is the Seahawks, and I have them taking Anthony Richardson. And I think that works out for them because I would have liked to put Jalen Carter here. But then I started thinking, I was like, okay, hey, they've been fine with hitting on defensive guys a layer in the draft. Their GM is very good at making that happen and figuring out as well. Let's get a quarterback of the future, a guy who's just can be a generational talent. I mean, he's just a freak athletically. We saw that at the Combine. But you can bring him in and have him sit behind Geno Smith, who is happy to be the starting quarterback, got a new contract, but we all realized essentially a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richard gets to come in, learn the position, get used to the speed of the NFL, understand the offense, and kind of just continue to develop for another year while being there with Geno Smith. And I think that works out well for the Seahawks moving forward if Geno's not your guy next year. I, it's hard to argue against this pick because it's. I, I feel like it's smart football. The only thank you. The only thing I'll push back and say is just based on what I've heard from people is that Seattle feels like this pick is a gift that they didn't expect to have. Like when they traded Russ, they would have never thought they'd be drafted in the top five. Yeah. And it's kind of that thing of like, so the NFC West right now is completely wide open. In fact, you could say Seattle's the favorite because the Rams are so injured and the roster's not good. The Niners, who knows who their quarterback is. And so it's like, okay, this is actually in the Cardinals of the Cardinals. So like, would you rather draft a quarterback of the future here or somebody who can come in and be an impact player right now? And I think that's the, that'll be the argument for them on the clock even is, do we take Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson and have them right now to help us win the division and maybe make a run? Or do we take a guy for the future? And I think it's like, to me, that's a fascinating discussion of, well, you might not be in the top five again, get your quarterback while you can yeah. versus 
get an impact player who can That's help push you ahead. You take the quarterback. I take the quarterback. Yeah. If you if you believe in your roster and you, you so were successful last year. And that's what I would do. And I, I like Geno Smith, but if you can make Geno Smith look that good, imagine what you could do with someone like Anthony Richardson. Oh, <laughs> like, golly. right? Who has no limitation. That's mm-hmm. the crazy thing about him is, yes, like, to steal Mello's phrasing, the, the floor is really low with him. Like, he's not ready to come in right away. But He might be a tight end in the NFL when it's all said and done. Richardson, if yeah. he doesn't get better? <laughs> yeah, that's his floor. Michael Logan, Logan Thomas? Thomas. Tight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his floor. It's real yeah. low. I but think he'll, his ceiling I, is like Lamar Jackson. Cam I feel Newton. like he's going to hit, though. Yeah. I go back to like Josh Allen played as a rookie. Do you remember how bad Josh was at times as a rookie year? I mean, he's like throwing the ball oh, into the stands. I, mean, at I times. remember he had a wide open receiver across the back end of the end zone, and he put it in the second level mm-hmm. of the, or the second row of the right. stadium. So that's like, Missed I'm him like, so bad. Is, is, would Richardson really be that worse than that? And look how, I mean, maybe Josh Allen's a unicorn, and we shouldn't compare people to that situation, but. I even feel like Anthony Richardson would be rolling into a better situation in Seattle than Josh Allen was at Buffalo that first year. He was a yeah, starter. There receivers. was not much yeah. there at all for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This would be a seven-hour podcast. At number this six, the <laughs> yeah, Detroit Lions here. Uh, Matt, you're on the clock. Who do you have them oh, take? Yep. I, so I went best player available here, Jalen Carter. I think they have the structure in place that would be really good for him because of, you know, you've got a former player head coach, Dan Campbell, former player uh, DC, Aaron Glenn. Um, so if Jalen Carter's there, I think that's hard for them. Um, I will say my plan B, and I think what probably happens in the draft, is uh, Devin Witherspoon because they traded Jeff Okuda. Yeah, and with Jalen Carter, it's tough. Um, I can't imagine a situation where he falls out of the top ten. Yeah. Uh, I know that he's had some legal issues, but I just I think that the NFL will look at him and, and still take him pretty high. And he feels like a Dan Campbell guy to me. Doesn't he? Which is Kind of weird. It would be a scary defensive line. It w- would I mean, be like, terrible. You're looking at the NFC North, it's like, watch out for the Lions and now, for real. I made this point on some interview I did that I, I would like to bring up again because I feel like we look at these college guys, and this applies to Anthony Richardson, Jalen Carter, and you're like, okay, well, they're coming out of college. That is who they are, whether it's on the field or off the field. But they've been living in a college environment where they're young, they're somewhat reckless. We all were. And you don't have a lot of structure because you have hour limits. You have limits on how much time you can spend in the facility with the team, all those things. You get drafted in the NFL as a rookie, you're going to live in that fucking facility. Well, and you're going to have a, a handler. Right. You're going to have a you big have brother. carrying you around. Exactly. Making sure you don't get in trouble. And, or for Anthony Richardson, you're going to have the world unlocked to you with better coaching, you know, better everything. They're going to cater to making you good as opposed to, you know, hey, we're, we need to win some games. Just go run the ball. So that's where, like, with both those guys, I think they're – that's why I, like, invested in their ceilings, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's get through it. Number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll call them the Oakland Raiders. I, they've got to go best, like, defensive player available. I, they have some real needs everywhere except for edge rusher. Mm-hmm. So I, I have them taking the corner, Devin Witherspoon, out of Illinois. Like I said, find somebody that can make a play for you. If there were a really good linebacker, maybe they could consider that, but – Best player that you can find on defense. If Jalen Carter were there, maybe they consider him with his legal troubles. I don't know that they can do that. And they're set at pass rusher. So guys like Nolan Smith, Tyree Wilson didn't make a lot of sense for me. So I went Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois for the Raiders. Love it. Next up is the Falcons. And you mentioned Nolan Smith. That's who I have them rolling with. And I feel like the Atlanta Falcons have been a team that have been struggling to find an edge rusher since, I what, Tariq McKinley, and that was like a one-year type of situation where he was good. Oh, Tack McKinley? Yeah. Tack, yes, thank you. And it's just kind of one of those deals, you're like, man, this is just brutal. They cannot find an address or they cannot get after the quarterback. I think Nolan Smith landing in your lap right here, Georgia guy himself, 
It's going to be awesome. I think this helps the Falcons out moving forward. Still plenty of holes, though, to fill. Moving on. Yeah, I think Atlanta's a hard team to figure out right now, which I always get to Atlanta. I'm like, they should probably trade. They should probably move back because a lot of their needs aren't great values right here. You know, like you could, they need another receiver. Uh, Drake London was good last year, but they need another receiver. But you don't draft the number two receiver in the top 10. So uh, that is, they'll be an interesting team to watch. Nine, I've got the Chicago Bears guys. Um, you completely depleted the board of every player I wanted to draft for Chicago. So thank you for that. So I went BPA at a need. That's Tyree Wilson. Uh, I know there's a lot of conversation about offensive line with Chicago. I happen to think O-line is not quite as big of a need as it, we've been led to believe there. Um, Tevin Jenkins played well last year. Braxton Jones, their fifth-round left tackle, played well last year. Um, maybe a center, but you're not drafting a center at nine. We can look at round two or round three for that. And they added Nate Davis in free agency. So, um, yeah, I, I think they go defense. Yeah, they need the <clears throat> offensive line help, but I don't, know. I don't know that I love any of those guys this high. It's just rich. Like a lot, they might just be guards, honestly. Yeah, like Skaronski for Northwestern, probably a guard. Yeah. Uh, number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles, who played in the Super Bowl, but thanks to the New Orleans Saints, have the number 10 pick. I'm giving them B. John Robinson. Yes. And it might feel uh, a little bit early for him, but I do. I think he's a special running back. And I think it makes sense for the Eagles because they don't have a lot of team needs. Like, are you going to go and you're going to fill some – some holes that are going to be left by some veterans here pretty soon. You could go that way. You could draft offensive line. You could get some of these defensive line players. Or you could go and get a guy that sets you over the top. You were in the Super Bowl, and if you can get B. J. Robinson on that Eagles team, who knows? They might have won the Super Bowl last year with him. Uh, so I think you get him. You, you need a replacement for Miles Sanders. He is twice the running back that Miles Sanders is. Yeah, he that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, he's going to help Jalen Hurts. He's going to help that entire offense. Bijan Robinson behind that uh, Philly offensive line would be scary. So I'm not a big running back in the first round guy, but I think when you have this team and this running back, it doesn't make sense to pass him up. And I think that would be hilarious for the Eagles, you know, missing out on a Nolan Smith and Tyree Wilson for your edge guys. You know, you're getting old in that position and be like, all right, middle finger to you guys. We'll just add to our great offense here and throw in Bijan. Yep. Speaking of offense, next up the Tennessee Titans. I'm rolling with Jackson Smith and Jigba, stealing him from the Houston Texans, which I figured that's where they would want to go. If you're the Titans, though, this is a team that, like, really looking at it, they have a lot of needs. Like, they – yeah. The last couple of years, you know, it really felt like that was a window to go win the Super Bowl. Last year, that was just gone. I don't know who your quarterback is. I don't know who your studs are anymore on this team. Offensively, there's not much aside from Derrick Henry. And at some point, he's got to – like, the wheels have got to fall off. I Eventually, mean, it, it will happen. Close. Yes. Yeah. Like, he might be 38 when it happens. <laughs> but it will but, happen. Like, and when it does, it's what are you going to do? Who do you have? You don't have an answer for that right now. So I think at least getting Jackson Smith and Jigba helps out to whoever your future quarterback is going to be because I don't even think it's going to be Ryan Tannehill, honestly. No. I don't either. I think they are a trade-up candidate to try to get a quarterback. Yeah, try to get one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. Will Levis, I don't, I don't know why. Like, I see Will Levis, and I think, like, the Tennessee Titans uniform. I don't know that he and Vrabel I don't know why. Would, no reason to justify I, that. I have a hard time seeing he and Vrabel vibe. You know? Yeah, I think the moment you see a guy put mayo in his coffee, it's like you're done. Or eat a banana without a peel. Yeah, that was, yeah any of that crazy, weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, honestly, that probably plays into it. Why I don't like Will Levis? <laughs> I called him that yeah. castle earlier. Like we were talking about with Brooks in our group chat the other day, and I was like, "That's who he is in my mind." I haven't watched that show. I guess I need to. This he's summer. just just a dumb jock linebacker at Blue Mountain State. That's yeah. it. Like, and he's just yoked out of his mind. It's like that's Will Levis. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Okay, that kind of fits. Uh, I'm on the board 12 to Houston Texans. Uh, this is not 
ideal for them. The draft falling this way, uh, I think JSN would have been a fantastic pick. So uh, I know they took Derek Stingley Jr. last year at number three overall, but I'm going to take Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Oregon. I don't think there's a chance in hell he's actually available at this spot. So uh, I will jump all over this and try to build a super secondary, basically, with uh, Stingley, Jalen Petrie. They got Jimmy Ward playing safety. Desmond King in the nickel, and now Christian Gonzalez at, at outside corner. But this is a bad defense. They need pieces everywhere but those secondary players I just met, mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I'm up at 13 with the New York Jets. I assume they will be picking at this spot. I don't even know how many weeks it's been since the Aaron Rodgers news. I saw something like where people were like, well, wouldn't be surprised if it goes into free agency, like after the draft. I was like, there's no way you can't. The Jets. You can't. That'd be stupid. No, the Packers would have to – take a $54 million cap hit for him to be cut. They're not going to do that. Oh, I, you mean the trade would go yeah, after yeah, the draft? Yeah. Oh, that way. Like they would just wait to trade him until after the draft because they just can't figure it out. And the Packers want picks this year. One oh, this year. The two this year and one next like year. This, it ain't going to happen, pal. Well, so I, not to go off on a tangent, the Packers have dug a line in the sand and basically said, hey, we don't have to trade him. You need him. We don't need I to trade that. him. So give us the picks or don't get your guy because who else are the Jets going to fucking roll out there at quarterback? I right would now? love the Jets to be like middle finger to you and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. We're going to go get Lamar Jackson and just pay him Buku loads of money, give up two first round draft picks, and forget about it. Yeah, that would be a I'd smart like thing town, to do, but we're I, talking about the Jets. It is. <laughs> and if you know anybody at the Jets, maybe send them that message. Just be like, hey, quit dicking around with the old quarterback. He's yeah. going to be there for a year or yes. two tops. Like, don't Brett Favre this. Don't don't let history. We've seen this show before. He's going to take Kirk Cousins' job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, with this pick, the Jets are going to take Paris Johnson, the tackle, out of Ohio State. Try to just surround Aaron Rodgers. I I fully think that's their plan. They believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback. Yeah. Surround him with some talent on the offensive line. Uh, That's going to be the pick. I like Paris Johnson. I think he might be a little bit of a project. But the Jets... They have a good roster as well. They, they don't have a lot of needs out there. Um, so I haven't taken Paris Johnson to tackle out of Ohio State. I, I actually really like that pick. Um, also because Mekhi Becton is their left tackle right now. Or Dwayne Brown. I guess, but, like, come on. Mm-hmm. that's Come on, guys. We, don't do this. So mm-hmm. they need to take a tackle here. Mm-hmm. Staying in the AFC East at pick 14, the New England Patriots. I have them taking Miles Murphy, the defensive end out of Clemson. I don't really love this pick. I really wanted to go with Joey Porter Jr., the corner out of Penn State, but then I kind of started looking at the Patriots and go, you just need help all over that defense. Why not go get a guy that can disrupt some of these other offenses and passers in the AFC East? And if you can get a guy like Mile Murphy right here at 14, I think that helps you going into next year. Yeah, they he do need He feels like a Patriot. He does. Like an old, what was it, that guy's name? Richard Seymour type. Yeah. Yeah. Pass he's not that big. But he's yeah. not that big. But yeah. he's, he's he's a big boy. He's not. Yeah, he's not like an outside linebacker edge type. Mm-hmm. He's a true defensive end. Who's he's probably what two seventy two seventy one. I think is what he came in at. Ran a four five nine as pro day. So pretty pretty impressive. Uh, okay, I'm up with the green. Is that me? Am I? Up? I'm very colorblind, guys. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I should have thought of that when we color code. Right. It's like just I put did my. Just, I did. Just put, <laughs> just put my name there. It'd be so much easier. Uh, the Green Bay Wait, Packers at 15. Wait. What? what colors are on the rundown? Oh, I have no clue, dude. Uh, are you white, serious? White, blue, and green. Hey, you did. is that right? Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. I'll be honest. With you. I've always it. thought you were just joking with this. Oh no. I don't know why. I just feel like it's just been this lifelong like. 
Hey, people really think I'm colorblind. I'm just gonna do that. Would have been, I've been <laughs> since I was four years old, like just this long play of uh-huh. oh, I'm just colorblind. But you know I really what I wanted to wear purple to. today. Man, I thought I was green the whole time. You're gonna get this this weekend. I was driving and I was talking about how I have an astigmatism. And how so yeah. driving at night is it's just terrifying. terrible because the glare. Like two lane roads at night in this area. But like to you, right? You've always seen that way. So I just always assumed that everybody had that glare problem. Not everybody does. Right. Some people are just like, no, those lights. My contacts take it. Care about yours no. don't. No. It's terrible. When you it need to change eye doctors more than anyone I know. I need to Apparently. go to the eye doctor. I haven't been in four years. Dude. Tell me about it. Well, I go. When your just, boss listens to better. this podcast, get my guy some health care. Come on. I got it. I just need to take time off. Um, also, here's the other thing. Too busy. Weird question, maybe a little sidetrack. I don't know where to go for the eye doctor. Can well, I just you go need to, to anybody no. for the eye doctor? You need to no, look you're... at your who your insurance provider oh, well, is. Yeah, that. But I mean, like, just pick someone on the list. Yeah. Like, any, mini, money, mo, boop. Look at well, reviews. You can look up reviews online, yeah. All right. Last time I went, I just hopped in the mall. I was like, hey, can I get an appointment? And they're like, yeah. awesome. <laughs> like, right now? They blew air mine. like, you didn't true. know about that? Have, have you ever <laughs> been to the eye yeah. doctor? Yeah, before that, hadn't been since first grade. Dude, what? <laughs> I went from first grade to graduate. <laughs> you didn't even know about the air pump? <laughs> no. They right? I was a kid. I read. Oh my god! Screen, yeah, you they, know what? They get me every time because they're like, all right. Put your chin on the thing, and I'm like, mm. I'm not going to do it. I know what is about to happen here. I just and wanna... they always have to tell me, like, okay, go ahead and scoot up a little and bit more. And you're ripping the thing. Like, <laughs> okay, keep yeah. your eyes open. Because it's a balloon. You know it's coming. I can't Can I? The other thing was where they're, like, first or second, you know, and they're switching back and forth. You got to a point where it's like, I can't see shit in either one of them. So I just start picking random numbers. I've always said, how do I fail a test that's based off my own opinion? I'm bored at this point. A, B, A, B, A, B is Better one, better two. Ah, uh, three. <laughs> right? Uh, what? Oh, yeah, I meant two. Two was good. Yeah. <laughs> I recently learned you're supposed to tell them. Yeah. I didn't know. She just gave me two options. She didn't give me the third of like, if it's a little different, but no, it is. Pick option one or two. Can I speak to your listeners for just a quick second? <laughs> and country, I, I, I love you so much. This is what happens when you don't, like, raise your kids <laughs> they, they go 15 years without going to the eye doctor they don't know what insurance is buddy hey you ever have questions like that you text me you have my number i'll be your dad okay and just ask well i'll answer your those questions that should have been answered for you okay do you know how to tie tie yeah okay good thank you yeah just look it up on youtube <laughs> that's good <laughs> Pick number 15. The Green uh, Bay Packers. <laughs> Green wow. Bay Packers. Okay. Uh, I went Dalton Kincaid. Tight end is a huge need for this team. With Aaron Rodgers gone, there's not going to be that, like, oh, we can't. What? <laughs> Tyler Warden in the chat. <laughs> BC's parental issues. That's another bingo. hit on the bingo card. <laughs> I don't have the chat open. So. He's right, yeah, though. He got you on that one. He's right. Uh, he's definitely right. So I went Dalton Kincaid, huge need at tight end. Aaron Rodgers is gone. So it's going to be, I think, easier to get young receivers incorporated in the pass game. Let's just move on. I like that pick too. And with the Packers, I hope they do make a move like that. It makes sense too. I also wouldn't be surprised if maybe they took 
one of the receivers there. Yeah. I think if Jackson Smith and Jigwa were to fall to the Packers, they'd probably jump on that. But uh, going with a, a tight end also works. Uh, number 16, the Commanders, who are probably going to be under new ownership. Will be. Uh, by the time that this podcast even yeah. comes out on Apple and Spotify. You know what's crazy is there's it's like like six point zero two and that 6.05 point is, is it last, okay last yeah you know that point zero five is fifty million dollars right you know it's like that's not an yeah 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 that's how it's place not value an works. insignificant <laughs> amount is that a bingo is that a bingo no it's fifty million dollars uh-huh. it's That'd be five hundred million. Oh shit! <laughs> he works at a bank. Check your statements. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it's a lot of money. <laughs> Think about it. I'm used to dealing with millions, <laughs> right? So the insignificant number on that sale is more money than we will make in our lifetimes. Yeah, together. Well, and it sucks. Well, I mean, yeah. it really it couldn't happen to a better person right. than Dan Snyder. Like, congratulations to him. That he's making like five and a half dollars. Million, million, long yeah. 800 million? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. I think it was 98. It is. That's what I said. Yeah. Jeez. And now the commander's drafting here at 16. I'm going to give them Joey Porter Jr., uh, Big Country. You talked about him great earlier. Uh, I like him. I, I think that he can come in. They need to find some guys in that secondary. They've loaded up on the front seven over the past seven years. It's time to start finding some guys in the secondary that can make a play. And Joey Porter Jr. is one of those dudes. Does it bother you that he'll have one interception in college? No, it doesn't. It bothers me about some of these corners is watching corners grab everyone in college. Yeah. And just mug guys. And then they get to the NFL and it's like, wait, why can't you cover? Because all you did was hold in college football and you had six interceptions and everybody thought you were good. So it doesn't really bother me. And, you know, a lot of times with corners, you're not going to have interceptions because guys aren't going to challenge you. And I think that could be the case with Joey Porter Jr. He got a lot better at that. The The word on the street is his dad was like, hey, you're too grabby. you got to stop that before you get to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he and his dad was pretty good at football. So, yeah, yeah Joey Porter Sr. Just yeah. so everybody knows. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Next up is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 17. I have them taking Jordan Addison, the wide receiver at a USC, formerly of Pitt, as well with Kenny Pickett. And I do think this is one of these situations where your new quarterback and Kenny Pickett, just get him someone that he's very familiar with. Just let him do his thing. George Pickens, you know him and Kenny Pickett really, you can tell that relationship started to grow at the end of the year. I think, you know, you throw Jordan Addison in there as well. We know the Pittsburgh Steelers don't miss on receivers in the draft, so this is who they decide to go with. You know it's going to be a hit pick, especially. But if you're the Steelers, do you draft receivers in the first round? You do not. You usually get them in the second round, and it's even better for you. But I think a guy like Jordan Addison with the relationship of Kenny Pickett, while having your big guy in George Pickens on the other side, and as well as Washington, I do think that's going to be a heck of a trio, especially with Pat at tight end. That was me getting a slack. I apologize. Uh, So I'm up now. The Detroit Lions. It was actually. Nice. Mel Kuyper sent a snarky tweet, and I we were laughing about it. So. This freaking So it says, yeah, just LOL. Slacking yeah. with, at yeah, Mel. At Mel. They all caps. At uh, the hair at ESPN. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Does he use emojis when he texts? So, true story, Mel doesn't text. Uh, Mel doesn't. 
really. Okay. Does he email? Inside look. Ooh, inside Mel look. Mel doesn't have a cell phone. Mel doesn't have a debit card. <laughs> what? I swear to God. These How does are, he live? I don't know. This is only just paying card? cash for everything. Probably. Who checkbook? Check? Checkbook. Is he in the line? Like, <laughs> right. how much was it? Three dollars and forty-two cents. Go to the grocery <laughs> store, Mello. Can you imagine Mel Kiper in line? He's like, got to go somewhere. How is he? Then? How's he getting his groceries? He ain't got a cell phone. To <laughs> yeah, I think his wife just like does it all. You know? That makes sense. You're I think Kim just takes <laughs> yeah, care of everything from Mel. Uh, yeah, when I want to talk to Mel, I email him to set up a time and then call his landline. That is yeah. hilarious. Also, we got to do something about it. I agree. Dude, it has gotten better. Cave, Either that or his yeah. glasses, like, it's gotten push better. Them on the nose. <laughs> or maybe just, like, put a strap on the back of your right. ass where they stick. The James no Worthy strap. <laughs> Brother, let me I'll help guarantee, you out. And I don't, Matt, I don't want to put you in a weird spot. I'll guarantee there's been a producer back. Like, Mel, we got to do something about that lighting. It's just like, no. I'm not going to do it. They came, they set up the lights, I use the lights, I talk about the draft, and that's me, and I'm Mel Kiper. Lights good, lights fine. Lights, Where's my grandbabies? Where's my six feet off the ground, off the ground, they're tall enough, people are saying they're tall. Yeah, I have, yeah. I love Mel, he is. Mel Kiper, no You know, we've never met. We've never met in person. Kansas City will be the first time. You get a picture? Yeah, 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 I'm getting a picture, and I'm gonna have him sign it, <laughs> get it printed. Are you gonna? You know, I might. Uh, I might. There's some, there's some news. There's some news That's coming cute. out next week that I can't talk about yet. But yeah, can, the Kansas City draft is gonna be an emotional one for me. So I'll say that because the Chiefs. Yeah, definitely because the, because I'm a huge Chiefs fan. They just yeah. won the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm on the clock. Detroit Lions. They took Jalen Carter at six. Corner, I think, is their biggest need. Like I said, I would have gone uh, Devin Witherspoon there if Carter hadn't been available. So I'll go Deontay Banks from Maryland at 18. Ooh, Super athletic, big boy, and fits into what they're doing on defense perfectly. Uh, number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They could go in a lot of different directions. I think that they're going to go offensive line. And Peter Skaronsky out of Northwest, I like him because his fit anywhere on that offensive line. Maybe mm-hmm. he is your future at left tackle. Maybe he plays right tackle if you want to move Tristan Wirfs around. Whatever you want to do, he fits in with this offensive line. He could even be a guard, and at pick number 19, I feel good about him playing guard if that's how Tampa Bay views him. So that's who I have Tampa Bay taking at number 19. Matt, who else do you think Tampa could be looking at uh, this position? I yeah. think there's one of those teams where they have more holes than some people realize. Can I say and some people can look at him and be like, actually, sneaky good quarterback go. position right here. Yeah, I Hendon Hooker. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. Hooker. Uh, I think. I mean, Bijan, if he's there, I think this is a good fit for him. They need another edge rusher pretty badly. Lucas Van Ness is still on the boards in this mock draft that we're doing. So I would probably have gone Van Ness there. But I mean, Melo's right. Depending on what they're going to do with Tristan Wirfs, a lot gets opened up on that offensive line really quickly. And you guys, like, we have not valued the offensive tackles. That's the first offensive tackle coming off the board, and that is no, not. Second? Okay, second, sorry. That would be a shock if we get to 20 picks Thursday night, two Thursday nights, and yeah. so yeah. the offense tackles are going to come off earlier. I think, yeah, I think the Bears at nine probably are the first one to take an offensive tackle. Probably, yeah. Uh, the Falcons are pretty solid on the offensive line. Raiders need other positions. Lions are very solid on the offensive line. Yeah. Seahawks at five probably not taking Their an offensive Their tackles lineman. are really good. Yeah. yeah. So maybe the Bears, the Eagles – the Titans, the those Titans. couple teams right there could. I thought the Titans as well, but they gave Andre Dillard like $10 million a year. So, 
What about the could the Eagles? Yeah, Melo mentioned that. They could definitely use Lane a guard. Johnson, you never know when he's yeah gonna have to retire. I mean, he played on a torn groin. Like, he is a whole end of his year. Even he's always hurt. Uh, next up, though, the Seattle Seahawks. I had them taking Anthony Richardson at five earlier in the draft. So right now, I'm going to go after defense. Lucas Van Ness, who Matt just mentioned, there available for the Buccaneers, didn't go. Well, not for long, right here. <laughs> Seattle at 20. I do think this is a guy that can come in and help Seattle moving forward. We know that when they were in their heyday, their defense is what they decided to kind of value everything around on that team. And I think Lucas Van Ness is one of those guys that can come in. Another DN from Iowa who can just wreck some and just make some noise. Mello, right what is your rule about Iowa players? I don't know. They don't bust. Oh. They might not be great, but you draft a player from Iowa, they're going to play 10, 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. I do, he's going to be like a six, seven, eight sack guy. Yeah, he'll just be all day solid. Mm-hmm. He, and probably would have, uh, obviously, this narrative's way out there. He didn't get to start at Iowa because of some weird rules about upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. So it, he wasn't super productive because he wasn't on the field as much as he should have been. Uh, and at pick 21, Matt, you should have been on the clock, but you had to forfeit that pick uh, because the Dolphins had to forfeit that pick. So at 22, we have the Chargers, and I'm giving them Zay Flowers, a receiver. They need something to get them over the top. And depending on what happens with Austin Eckler, how this draft falls, I would hate to see B. John Robinson go here. But as a B-John guy, as a BJ guy, BJ. <laughs> big fan Golly. of BJ. As a, as a big that would be BJ. a phenomenal fit. Like if I take away my Chiefs fandom I and say, I just look at if they the draft Bijan and he rolls out there wearing number five, which was his number, it was Ladanian Tomlinson's number in college. Ladanian Tomlinson played for the Chargers. I will buy that fucking jersey. That's I need him off the board by twenty two. I, I will buy that jersey. I will not. I'm looking up their roster. Do they have a number five? Like I don't he think would just do. look. He would look cool. In a Everyone does. Shirt. Josh Palmer wears five. God damn it. I knew they had somebody. App. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to need you to anymore. leave. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tennessee, he was pretty good. <laughs> Wrong orange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wrong shade of orange. Yeah. Sorry. You're by. Uh, Zay Flowers. I like them taking somebody on offense. I even toyed around with them getting another tight end. Matt, you already took Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. A number three receiver, but you have some aging guys in – um, Keenan Allen, maybe you need a replacement for him soon, and you continue to build around Justin Herbert. You need something to get you over the hump. Maybe it's another weapon on offense. So I will say they could not throw the deep ball last year because they have like Keenan Allen's possession guy. Mike Williams is a 50-50 target guy. They need a vertical stretch player. Uh, my biggest thing with Zay Flowers is the dude was 170 pounds, 5'9", 170 at the Shrine game. He kind of got forgotten because he was 5'9", 183 at the, at the Combine. Like, we've all dogged, not we, people have dogged Bryce Young for, like, the fake weight at the Combine. No one's talking about this with Zay Flowers. 5'9", 170 is a problem. You are not getting off the line of scrimmage in the NFL. I'm sorry. And I'm a Zay Flowers guy, but, like, that does not happen. So that is my only concern with him. I love the fit. Um, I'll make a they-can-buy-themselves-flowers joke if it happens. But Deshaun Jackson was little. That's about the only guy. He's, like, the, the one. Yeah. Next up, though, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm having them taking the corner out of Michigan, Mr. DJ Turner. And when I look at the Ravens, you know, they do have several needs here. It looks like linebacker might be a question. You know, they just signed Roquan Smith to a huge deal, but it looks like Patrick Queen is requesting a trade. I think maybe you can find value for them later in the draft. So right now I'm going to have them take DJ Turner in the corner out of Michigan again just due to the fact that your other corners, they've been all right, but they've not been anything fantastic. And when you look at the rest of the teams in this division, 
they're all stacked at receivers, especially if you have Pittsburgh also taking Jordan Addison here like I do earlier in the draft. You're going to need help there for Baltimore. I think uh, DJ Turner makes sense right here. I just want to – I don't want people to think you broke news. Patrick Queen, they've said he could be traded. He hasn't requested a trade yet. That was uh, uh, Devin uh, White in Tampa that requested a trade. Both LSU linebackers, you're really close. I just don't want people to be like, country said <laughs> – Patrick Queen requested a trade. Hey, I guess you guys didn't name right. And Well, it's it's yeah. already out there that the Ravens have been in on corners. Uh, they need a corner. Slay. They need a corner bad. And it didn't work yeah. out for him. And DJ Turner, fastest 40 time of the combine. Did you guys put any money on that? I told Brooks to no, do it, and he didn't. So just want to point that out. Um, I like DJ Turner. He's a good player. A lot of people are talking about him. He can live at the line of scrimmage. Very good press man. Uh, I'm back on the clock. Uh, this is nice. The Minnesota Vikings, I really wanted to take a quarterback here. I just can't talk myself into Hendon Hooker this early. Uh, so I'll go corner. It's their other big need. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. We were talking about interceptions in college earlier. Uh, he is a great example of this. He had 14 interceptions in college. He had six pick sixes. But a lot of those balls just kind of came to him, you know? So it's the, yeah. the like, ah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Wow. Real mature over there. <laughs> I, I, I had some jokes and I didn't say anything. <laughs> you're welcome. We get, a, we get a text That's today. I'm not cussing on the I'm podcast too. anymore. I'm just making <laughs> ball cuss. jokes. So, I didn't cuss. But Emmanuel yeah. Forbes, a similar situation to Zay Flowers, 166 pounds at the combine, buck 73 at the pro day. That's really small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially at corner. I almost I feel better about it at receiver than I do, at yeah. Corner, yeah, because at receiver you still got to tackle running backs right. if you play corner. Right. Well, not even, well, yeah, not yeah. Peters, you just hey, he's still in the free agent. corner. You don't have to. Uh, I'm up at pick number twenty five with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and when I looked at the draft, it was how can I help uh, Trevor Lawrence the most? And I'm going with Michael Meyer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Uh, I, I like him. I like what he can do. Evan Ingram re-signed with the Jaguars, but it was only a one-year deal. Uh, a lot of the receivers come off the board recently, and they're pretty solid at receiver, and they're getting uh, Calvin Ridley back. So I didn't go receiver. I'm going with tight end Michael Meyer, who can do everything. I, I love his willingness as a blocker, and he's also a great pass catcher. Yeah. I love it. Do you think Michael Meyer uh, would – could possibly fall further than the yeah. draft. Like, yes. So. Even at 25, I think that's going to be a little rich. Like, I feel like a month ago, I was like, hey, this is a guy who could possibly be drafted yeah, in the top 10. He's so good at tight end. He could easily fall out of the But he's round. not athletic. He's really good, but he's not athletic. And non-athletic tight ends don't go early. You think Dalton, so you think Dalton Kincaid's definitely going before him? Yeah. Definitely is a hard word. That's the only yeah. thing that caught me was the definitely. Yeah. Most likely. Yes, going before him. Um, Mayer's a stud, though. Like He's just going to be good. He's going to be really, really good. Um, and him there with Evan Ingram, who's he's basically a receiver. Years. Yeah, and he's a great blocker. He, I, I watched his combine workout. He didn't drop a pass. He's going to be like Mercedes Lewis. Back. He's still playing. He's going to be like Jason Witten. <laughs> I'm going to be at my retirement oh, party like watching Michael Meyer block right. in the NFL. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember. He's going to go to the booth and then, like, grow hair and then be like, you know what? I miss football. And, like, go play another season, you know? So uh, he's a stud. Uh, I'm not up. Never mind. I started to talk. Next up is going to be the New York Giants. I have them taking Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver at a TCU. I think this is a great pairing for Daniel Jones to go along with Darren Waller, the new tight end that they just acquired from the Raiders, and Saquon Barkley. I do think that's something Daniel Jones was missing last year was a reliable receiving target down the field just in general, aside from just Saquon Barkley being on your football team. I think this helps him out immediately. My only question for you, Giants head coach, Brian Dable, Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka. 
Think about where they came from. Tall receivers weren't really the thing. <laughs> what Andy Reid is not. Andy Maybe is, is tall receiver also on the bingo, bingo card for tonight? Oh, it should be. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, that should yeah, be the tall bingo receiver. Card. I also hit my Cusco voice earlier. I did not because I have never seen that movie. Still haven't seen. Do it again. Movie. What did you? How did you use it? It started to go there. Did you hear it? He almost did. That was like a pump fake on there. It was. Yeah. Hit you with the little uh, Anthony Richardson. Right. Okay. Number 27, Dallas Cowboys. I cannot believe you guys let Broderick Jones fall to the Cowboys here, so I will gladly take him. Their offensive line is – like, they have five good players. It's just kind of a mess the way they have it all uh, lined up right now. If you look at our lads, they have Tyron Smith playing left tackle. He's just been so banged up as of late. He's also – this will be his 13th year in the NFL. So, I think it's okay to start looking at the future. Broderick Jones, a little bit of a work in progress. But if you turn on offensive line tape, there is not a meaner player in this year's draft than Broderick Jones, which kind of fits what they got in Tyler Smith last year. So, He's I'm just going to put tackle. those two together and just – be the brothers of destruction and just attack Ooh. people. I stole that. Ooh. That's from like succession. I didn't come up with that. Don't don't give me any Got credit. Got you excited no. though, right? <laughs> I did. I'm gonna reuse it a lot. The next succession, like you don't watch that show? I just started it. I've not heard that part. Yeah, I'm about four. I'm no. Okay, seven episodes. Season four, you'll get there. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Do you want me to spoil the whole thing for you? God, I want to so bad. Is it? Is it still? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's still going on. It's not over. Yeah. No, yeah, I knew that. I just didn't know Who's your favorite like, character? Right, hey, you guys are distracting me. Uh, Kendall, um, definitely Kendall. Yeah, he just, dude's just a freaking ditz, but he's hilarious he's enough. Like when he starts out and he's just rapping in the limo, you're just like, what the hell's wrong a with lot. this dude? <laughs> he's just, I don't know, he cracks me up. I can't wait to see more how his character. Goes. I can't wait till I can be a part of the joke. Well, he does something where he takes over the business for his dad, and his dad says that he's like, you're a jackass. It's one of those shows where you actually hate every character, but you keep watching it. Is that Yellowstone? That's exactly. It's like if Yellowstone, it's Yellowstone, but a media company, like billionaires instead of millionaires. (laughs) That are ranchers. But they have a private jet instead of a helicopter. You know, there's some parallels. I'm not going to lie. Do they take a character and build him up and make him really good and then ruin him? Yes. Oh, actually, they do. How about that? It's a and then they bring in side characters that you're like, would someone just kill them off? But then they stay. And then you're like, we don't need another spinoff. Just focus on. Yellowstone. The show. They haven't done that yet. <laughs> this is the last season. Thankfully. I don't care what Jimmy's doing in Texas. There's no one a, liked that character. I mean, I've seen people say every show, like, break your back, you know, let that. Rip beat someone up, please. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, Seinfeld is the only show that didn't do that. That ran the gamut. Their characters stayed true to who they were from episode one yeah. till their very last episode, and that's why it's one of the greatest shows of all time. Mad Men. Not every character, but the main characters, which I know you guys haven't watched Mad Men because it's it's slow, but Don Draper is an asshole from season one, episode one, to the very last. So too many shows let their viewers run mm-hmm. how it works. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you start to like a character, you're like, okay, make him more likable. People like this guy. We liked him because he was a badass. Right. We like Keep him a badass. It's the old, you either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. You either die a good show or you Batman. stay Got that one. <laughs> long yeah, or you stay long enough to be a bad show. You know, it's like uh, The Office. Uh, it's How I Met Your Mother, New Girl. All those shows sucked at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How I Met My Mother, though. Oh, Until the end. The end was bad. Yeah. Last season. Well, like the last, yeah, the last, last season. season. Like, I feel the like last three episodes. Where you can just 
throw on an episode and just like let it run. That's oh, why it's my yeah. favorite. That's why I like Seinfeld too. Because I can watch it randomly and be like, that's a funny episode. Like I mm-hmm. forgot this happened. Like Barney Stinson. Yeah. Or shows where you don't really have to be following a specific timeline of like, all right, wait, yeah. what happened? Have you last heard time? the theory about High Met Your Mother? This is, uh, we got five more picks, so we have time for this. There's a thing called like an unreliable narrator, and this is going to change how you watch TV, right? So, or read books. So, when a show is narrated from one person's perspective, it would just be like if the three of us all had the same thing happen and you got us each in a room in this office and ask us what happened, the story would be different because it's our experience. And also, like if, yeah. if I did something really bad to the two of you, you're going to say like, oh, he was an asshole. And I'm going to be like, well, it wasn't like that, you know? Yeah. So How I Met Your Mother, yeah. Ted's, the Ted's the narrator. And he's an unreliable narrator. So what if Barney's actually just like a good guy, but Ted's trying to make him look bad so he can get Robin the whole show? Ooh. Glass shattering moment there, right? Big country. Well, I was thinking as you went on, I was like, the one thing I liked about How I Met Your Mother was how they would go throughout the show and they would show different characters' perspectives as something happened from like Ted telling the story. But like that, right? I also I saw recently it was a Reddit thing that Barney Stinson. Hopefully, our listeners also watched How I Met Your Mother. If not, we're just having a good conversation. Welcome to it. I haven't seen you guys in a while. His suits are actually a metaphor for cocaine addiction. Because on How I Met Your Mother, they always reference weed as eating a sandwich. Oh, yeah. And Boney, Bar- Boney. Bar- <laughs> <laughs> Barney is always like, we need to suit up. Like, I mean, need to get riled up for this. The suit is actually him cocaine. doing cocaine. Oh, that's good, too. That's wow. a deep one. That's on Reddit. Uh, pick number 28. <laughs> 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 the Buffalo Bills. I have them taking Trenton Simpson, the linebacker, out of Clemson because they lost Tremaine Edmonds. And I think Simpson can be a similar role. He's not as big, but most people aren't. And if there's not a, a running back on the list here, the Bills don't have a ton of needs, but they love to address their defense. And I'm going to give them the first linebacker, true linebacker, in Trenton Simpson from Clemson. I am probably the only person that believes this. I think Buffalo should take a receiver. I think Gabe Davis is just average. He drops so many passes. Yeah, is it was it Chris Sims that went after Gabe Davis pretty hard? Yeah. It's like he's actually yeah. not that good. <laughs> yeah, he's going to flash every like three or four weeks. And uh, in the chat they say it's the Disgusting Brothers. I know, that was like a riff on it. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. My apologies. Anywho, next up, though, Cincinnati Bengals. Not a lot of holes for this team, but I'm going to have them taking a defensive tackle. And uh, please let me know if I'm saying his last name correctly because I've heard it two different ways. Brian Breesy. That was okay. That was the other option there. I was actually going to go with Brees as the third, so maybe there's three options. But the defensive tackle out of Clemson, I think when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals team, you look at it and say, hey, there's not a lot of holes here, but let's go ahead and get a guy that can hopefully get after the pass, uh, the quarterback as well here and get another pass rusher for this defense. I think if you get that on Cincinnati and that defense, it's just another one of those deals where it's scary and it's one more thing you have to worry about facing this team on a deep run. Uh, Chiefs fan over here picking for the rival. I think they need a corner pretty badly. You guys tore them to pieces with bad wide receivers. Bro, they got exactly. Eli Apple. So I'd go, I would go corner for Cincy. Uh, I'm up with the Saints via the 49ers via the Broncos. Uh, I went Jalen Hyatt. Uh, the board did not really fall the way I wanted it to. The Saints, uh, 
don't have a ton of needs, but like they have enough needs. Uh, Chris Olave is obviously amazing. You guys know I'm a huge Michael Thomas fan, but I haven't seen it in a while, so hard to believe it. And even if he's back, they need a slot receiver. Jalen Hyatt was you know, Blitnikoff award winner, 14 touchdowns last year. Best deep threat in college football. Uh, I think he would actually fit the Pete Carmichael scheme pretty well. He's another small guy, right? He's like 5'10". Mm-hmm. I know he listed at Tennessee at like six foot one eighty five. I don't. I don't believe that. Think that happened. <laughs> I thought he was more in like the one seventy <laughs> area too. Yeah, he, at the combine he weighed in at one seventy six. Six foot one seventy six. Yeah, he's light. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Those receivers just getting smaller and smaller in the NFL. That's why I'd say you go big. That's why I'd say you go <laughs> right. big. You know I mean? Everyone's getting smaller, <laughs> not us. We're getting big boys. Number thirty one, or maybe number thirty, depending on how you count. The Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> up. And that whole forfeited pick, just I hate it. The last pick in the first round should be pick 32. That's the way it should work. Well, thanks, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. The Eagles get B. John Robinson at number 10. Uh, we talked about them getting a pass rusher to replace some of these older guys, and that's where I'm going. Uh, I still can't believe he's going in the first round. I love him. I loved him a lot when I thought he was a third rounder. Yeah. That's Will McDonald out of Iowa State. Then your boy Mel Kuyper put him in the first round. He's he's definitely gaining some traction there. I love him. I, I think he's very productive. He's a little bit undersized. But that's a damn good pass rusher, and the Eagles get a guy that can come in day one and be good on that defense. It fits because they have Josh Sweat, you know, another like kind of leaner body. My thing is I, I talked about this with B.J. Kissel on the KCSN show. People are like mocking Will McDonald of the Chiefs. He was 239 pounds. Steve Spagnuolo does not like lean pass rushers. Right. Yeah, I mean, remember that Brindlin speaks or Tano Passignon? Let's not forget that one. Uh, so, yeah, but I think for Philly, that would be a good pick. I like it. Um, you mentioned a little bit ago with the Bengals at pick 29 or slash 28. Uh, who would you have taken at corner? Um, I actually did a best players remaining players available. So um, I would go with uh, Julius Brents. Uh, or honestly, I probably would have taken Brian Branch and made him play corner because he can do that. So I've taken Alabama, Brian. Or Branch. he might be able to replace Jesse Bates. Yeah. Well, I don't know about replace Jesse Bates. He might be able to fill yeah. that spot. They they did draft the roster. Yeah, yeah, they drafted. We got a lot of people that go. Yeah, yeah, myself included. Yeah, they drafted Dax Hill last year. I think he'll slide in. They have Nick Scott, who they got from the Rams. So like, I I like their safeties, but I actually think Brian Branch, Mike Hilton's a stud nickel, but like Branch could probably play corner it the board doesn't fall great for them it would be branch or you're reaching a little bit for like julius brent's keely ringo which i would not do that one speaking of hands it's just crazy to think that just the the fall he has had in his career. from one game uh, from lsu you know you watch yeah. one game against ohio state and you're like this dude can't play man at all so <laughs> All right, let's get up with the last pick or get here, excuse me, with the last pick of the first round of the Kansas City Chiefs, former Super Bowl champions. Absolutely love to see it. I should have let you pick. I just, you got to let me get here because if this, if the draft does fall like this and I'm Brad Beach, I absolutely love this spot. I doubt that it happens, but again, would absolutely love it. Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee, right tackle, falls right in the lap of the Kansas City Chiefs. You put him in at right tackle, plug and play, boom, you roll with it. You don't have any other worries. And then maybe you sit and you look at it and you look at uh, Nuke and go, hey, if you're released, just sign a deal, come in, 
help us try and win another Super Bowl, and you're good to go. I like I think that is the perfect thing for the Kansas City Chiefs offense going forward, and then the rest of it, go get yourself another edge rusher this uh, in the draft. Yep, I don't think Darnell Wright. No, uh, he won't. Be. I doubt he. We can comfortably say that. Here's the. And I wanted to ask you this as well. If the Chiefs, like, if it falls like this, I absolutely love it. But I've been seeing a lot of edge rushers getting tied yeah. to right here at the end of the round, or the first round, excuse me. Who's the guy that just makes the most sense for Kansas City? If they draft one at 31. so many different names. So, I, yes. like, I look at it like schematically to play off of Karloftis because he's probably going to go to right end. Yeah, so which makes me think, like you mentioned, you know, McDonald's too small edge rusher. You are going to need that speed. But, like, Frank Clark is like the perfect prototype, right? Is, who is so the next one of those one. guys that can just come in and just have that speed off the edge? And they don't exist at 31. I can't say his name. Felix and a dude out of K-State. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, King Felix mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier. He is. He, that's I actually who I would have said. Clark. He's what, 6'3", 255 speed rusher? I think he's a little bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, Frank no, Clark, the, State yeah. guy that I'm not even I'm not even gonna do. Oh no, you're right. He's exactly six three two fifty five. I can't read. Yeah. Uh, but I, I he would be in play it. I think so when I've like started sketching out my seven round mock draft that comes out in a week. Um seven I do this rounds? every year, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to hype it up now. Oh, this like, isn't me playing yeah, dumb, I'm uh, trying to help you Felix it. fits and it's the right value. He's my number thirty two overall player. So it is the right value. Uh, I comped him to Josh Sweat. So Kind of a similar idea, you know, a little bit of burst off the edge. Um, I think the Chiefs need a receiver more than they need a, uh, a D end. Who would you take right here? In this mock draft? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have, I guess. Would you entertain Quentin Johnson? No, one I don't like Quentin Johnson. I think, I mean, so uh, for a couple of different reasons. Other than C.D. Lamb, who's a good Big 12 wide receiver? And then... Yeah. How many six three guys that have trouble separating are good in the NFL? So like, and he also dropped twelve percent of his passes, which is super high. So like, those those things bother twelve percent. Those things bother me. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna take a chance on a receiver, take somebody that has a superior trait, like Jalen Hyatt. Like at least he's a great deep threat. Zay Flowers, at least he's like played every position and is great yards after catch. Uh, I would lean more toward those guys. Josh over. Downs is another receiver, but it's probably a little too early you for him. You know who I really like, and it's probably too early for him? Cedric Tillman. I like Cedric Tillman. Tillman. Receiver. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. killing it before the high ankle sprain. Killing it. Ooh. Last time you were on, I told you something. <laughs> I was hoping for it. That was a little late. That's one of those things where you put it in his brain, and then he just. Yeah. I wouldn't draft him at 31. I'm going to say that. Not. You would? No. I was going to say, no. whoa. Uh, He's good. 6'3", 215. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How mm-hmm. tall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How tall I say I am. How tall I say <laughs> I am. Really? Did you tell me when you were 6'3"? <laughs> I mean, what was my measure? Like 6'2", a quarter or something? It was a little lower. Well, you keep telling everyone I've never told anyone in the entire world. Don't wink at him. People can't see that. I've never told anyone in my life. I remember when I first moved here, you guys were like, man, you got to be at least 6'4". Like, I'm 5'11". You look taller than you are. I'm 6'2". You do. I appreciate that. I feel like I look shorter than I am. Because, like, my kids think Mello's too taller than me. I feel like people with long legs look taller than me. And I have very short legs. I don't have legs. I have. I am. And I'm opposite. Your legs hit my collarbone. <laughs> yeah, right? You could step over me. How you doing now? Yeah. And you're three inches taller, and you could step over me. Uh, any, that out. any other draft nuggets or NFL nuggets we want to get to before we call it a show? Call it a show? 
I am Lamar very, Jackson, uh, do, does he stay? Odell Beckham signs with the Ravens. I don't think that matters, the Odell thing. For $18 million, That's, by the way, 15 of it guaranteed. Oh, I'm not asking for $20 million. Yeah, he, Aaron Rodgers did. That's why I don't think it's yeah. about Lamar. I think it's about the fact that someone gave him $18 million. Yeah, even in his press conference, he said, I just want to feel wanted. It wasn't about the money. Like, yeah, it was. And that's okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I would play football for. Hey, Especially when you're 31. Here's another thing. And I know we just asked for draft nuggets, but I'm just going to throw this out there because it's been in our group chat, and I just keep seeing it, and I can't help but think there's a possibility. Justin Ross. <laughs> what are you seeing that makes you think if, this? Just his little workout with Patrick Mahomes. And I, I know there's – I'm not saying like I've seen anything that he – It was just on Mahomes. I'm not saying like I'm seeing it and he looks great. It's just like I keep seeing him and Mahomes – throwing to each other, like, popping up on social media. I'm not saying, like, I'm seeing him. He looks like he's running fantastic. It's just Patrick Mahomes complimented him a lot last year in training camp. We know, like, he ends up getting re-injured, gets surgery. I love you. Don't you feel like that's somebody every year? I know. I'm still waiting for Jody Fortson to be good. Well, like, here's the thing. Like, you get the hype during training camp. Like, that just helps keep you on the team. And it's not, like, I view it as, like, okay, hey, if you're showing out in training camp, that means you've earned yourself a spot on the roster. Then you're going to get opportunities as the season goes on. I think with Jody Fortson, he is exactly. I just don't want to see you get your heart just broken. Just another right. red zone target. Like that's like it can't just be Travis Kelsey anymore. It can't just be what was Ross's injury last small, year? Small, fast receivers. Uh, so he's had a spinal surgery. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been the same since 2018. And that's fine. I'm just saying, if there's a small glimpse of hope that he comes to, that's a good pickup. I mean, they didn't draft any type of value for next year. I like. I'm fine with them not getting a big receiver in the draft. That's where I was trying to go with that. If you can show any type of glimpse of playing time, I'm okay with the Chiefs not drafting a big receiver this year. If he doesn't, though, and you're rolling out there with freaking MVS as your only tall receiver and Travis Kelsey tight end, that's probably why they're not targeting receivers and why they're saying we're okay with this group. It's John Ross and because Justin Ross. Because they know Ross. Justin Ross is going to be a pro. Ross and Ross. And I, you guys are turning in a door like I'm thinking he's going to be the next <laughs> big thing. I'm just saying if he can show any If he makes the roster, that is a win. Receiver, As a PFA with okay. two season-ending injuries in the last three years, mm-hmm. if he makes the roster, that is a win. You guys should draft the tight end early. Two though. weeks from today, we'll have the NFL draft. I'm what sure a lot of rumors will swirl. Absolutely nothing. Watching the draft. Nice. Like I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably forget it's on. I did that last year. It's just like. Wow. Imagine if my man over there was on TV for like three days a year. It's like. It's not like I forget that it's on. It's just like I'm not going to watch all these other picks for the Chiefs. I'll just get the alert. I'm going to go be productive with my day. Also, I think last year I was hanging out with the girl, so don't have to worry about that this year. So who knows? If you're hanging out with the girl and she doesn't watch the NFL draft, you shouldn't be hanging out with her. That's got to be another one for the bingo like card. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ex-girlfriends, what's up? All the married. Do you want to say anything about your mom before we get off the show? <laughs> Well, I just uh, got off her. She's been stepping up a lot lately. I'm actually probably going to have to get her something for Mother's Day this year because she's First decided time to be long. a good mom. On the, present, on the Mother's Day present. On the Mother's Day present. Yeah, Mother's Day present, yeah. Dude, I've, like, I dropped my dog off there. She watches him during the day. I show up. She's got me a cup of coffee. She's making my lunch. She's making me sandwiches for lunch, by the way. Dude, I throw me back to being a kid. Mom makes the best sandwiches in the world. I'm happy for you. I am too. I am too. Like, this is awesome. 
I've missed out on this. She's, got, so she's got some sandwiches to make up. Just a you know, small seven years. Yeah. She's been One killing it. All right, that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys joining us, Matt. Thanks for coming on with us. Once again, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you all guys. We'll talk to you guys next time.